Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program tonight and uh, happy Saturday. Like, uh, what are you up to tonight? What are you thinking about? I want to redirect your thoughts tonight on some stuff that I think are pretty important. Um, I'm talking tonight. Can you imagine contentment. And I'm convinced that if you're content, it's kind of like the back door to happiness. And many times we need to get a little perspective. Love to hear your thoughts on what has made you content or what do you think you need uh, to have to be content? Uh, Why don't you call in tonight? I think we're going to have an interesting talk. It's 800-684-2848. 800-684-2848. That's to all our friends Uh, outside of the greater Buffalo area. And all of our folks in Buffalo, come on, get on the phone, 883-5000, 883-5000. You don't have to punch in as many numbers so it's easier for you guys to call in. Uh, Contentment, wow. How do you figure that out? Uh, How do you just walk it and live it out? Now, I'm just going to be pretty vulnerable tonight. Uh, A bunch of things have happened to me uh, this, well, in the last week. I've been in some different places. Uh, I was in Winnipeg for a little while, for uh, about 35, 40 hours. Uh, last week, hit a snowstorm. And then this week, I had to go to British Columbia. I went on Wednesday evening and got back early this morning. And uh, I was talking about, you know what, as I thinking about being content, I, um, you know, everything changed when I got to BC. Uh, many of you know that I, I lived in British Columbia for a long time, and uh, I actually had to go to Abbotsford. So on, I drove in and flew in on Wednesday night, and Thursday morning, I had to make a quick trip to Abbotsford to meet someone, and oh my goodness, the flooding was amazing, uh, and amazing in a bad way. I just couldn't believe it. If you know the Sumas Valley, uh, it was just like a, a, the largest swimming pool you could imagine. It's kind of like looking out on Lake Ontario and the horrific needs that are there. And suddenly all the things that I thought were important, all the things that would make me happy uh, just didn't. And compared to that, I'm saying, wow, what would I be content with? And I'm looking out at these farmers, I'm looking at homes, land that is just underwater. And somehow I had a different paradigm for what would make me content? What would really make me happy? And uh, about six minutes ago, I shot off a quick email to uh, a friend of mine who was uh, and still is the board chair of a church that I served in, in Abbotsford. Uh, His name is Brian Carpenter, and uh, he's on the line right now. I just said, you got to call in because we're talking about contentment tonight on the program. Uh, I want a bird's eye view, and I know that Brian's house, it looks out over the valley. And Brian, are you on the line? I think you're there. Hi, Mike. How are you? Well, I'm good, man. Thank goodness for text messages, and you responded so Absolutely. quick. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I just like to listen to the first part of the program, and uh, everybody can tell that I'm just kind of winging it tonight as we're changing gears as we go. And Brian, I had such yeah. a quick trip to the West Coast. Um, yeah. I had to meet just up the road from where you are, and I drove down towards uh, the church, and I probably drove by your house. And I just was floored, just floored. 
Talk to me about what has happened in Abbotsford. Just paint the picture, okay? Sure thing. All right. So, uh, hey, everybody. Um, this is Brian. I'm from Mountain Park Community Church, and our church is about probably about 25 or 30 meters above the floodplain um, where the flooding is occurring. So we're not very much higher above where the water level has come up. Um, on Monday this past weekend, uh, last weekend, we got um, about 200 millimeters of rain in about 48 hours. So that's eight inches of rain, you know, in 48 hours. And that's uh, a lot. What happens when that happens? That's a lot of rain. And so, you know, typically in the spring and, and in the winter, when we get rain, we see the farmer's fields, you know, they start to co become little lakes and, you know, on their properties. And, you know, and that's just normal because the flood, you know, the water has nowhere to go quickly, right? Um, but when this happened, the, you know, we started seeing the, the, the puddles start to form more and more. But actually the damage, Mike, came from the Nooksack River in northern Washington, just across the border past Sumas, which breached its banks the water overflowed the banks and that started filling up the fraser valley and the sumas flats that um used to be sumas lake that uh about a hundred years ago they pumped out and is now pristine farmland here in the lower mainland um, okay so before so you paint any more of the pit, let me let me jump in for just a second brian um yeah, before you yeah. paint any more of the picture uh i want you to bring us right up to date because you know, when we're living here in Ontario, in the Toronto, Niagara area, and in the greater Buffalo area of New York, uh, like I just talked to the producer of the program and said, have you heard what's going on in BC? And, you know, I love him. He's an American, but he said, no. <laughs> he said, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and what yeah. this means actually is they're starting to gas ration. I got kids that live in Kelowna. They're kind of cut off. They said there's no more fresh mm -hmm. produce. Paint the picture yep. for right now today. How, how has things changed? And then I want you to go back and tell me about this massive swimming pool. It's just, wow. Right. So, yeah, so we've got, we don't have, well, food rations. We don't, our supply lines into the lower mainland have been cut off because part of one of our, most of our major highways that come into the lower mainland into to the Vancouver area have roads that are broken or impassable because of the flood. So that means that supply trucks that come from the interior and, and as well as, you know, our oil and gas from Alberta and otherwise that comes on truck is not able to get here. So, you know, we just had an order from the Ministry of Transport saying you're not allowed to get more than 30 liters of fuel at a time for the next 12 days. Um, wow. So we can't drive around as much as we can we would like to right um our free ability to move has been restricted the watkin interchange mike where we used to drive through on a regular basis is yep. underwater right now you mean you tim know? hortons so, tim hortons is not open is what you're saying tim hortons is not open no tim hortons is not open well it, i mean it is <laughs> open for those people that actually had to st spend the night there as well as the mcdonald's and for wow. Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night, there were people that were spending the night with their families at these restaurants because they can't even get across the road to be able to get into Vancouver, like to get into, you know, the other part of Abbotsford. Like, so where we are in our home, we're high and dry and safe and, and, and healthy, and we don't have flood water problems, but it's not very far away, um, wow. you know, just down the hill from us, right? Let me, uh, let, listen. Let me talk to you about something else that's related to this. Okay. How has yeah. your thinking changed in the last week as you've watched this unfold? Like when you think about, like our subject tonight is contentment of all things. 
Yeah. So when yeah. you think about that, how has that changed for you? Like, what are you thinking about, about what really matters? Talk to me about that. What really matters? We, uh, we, we have our livelihoods and we have our, our, our homes and our spaces. And, you know, like my home and space is safe and well, but I'm watching people's lives get just destroyed. A friend of mine got displaced from his house at 6.30 one morning because flood water was coming into his home. And his safe space is no longer safe. There's toxic water from, you know, the, the, the manure pits and, and gasoline and all that stuff in this flood water that is invading people's spaces, right? Um, so it's, it's very challenging to, for me to go, wow, I got it so good, but my neighbors and people in my community don't have it good at all. Um, there's thousands of people that have been displaced from their homes. There are livestock that have been that have died because they can't swim, you know, like cattle, Yeah. you know, farmers with their cattle and their dairy farms are, are being impacted. Farmers are having to dump their loads of, of milk because they have no way of getting it from their, their barns to where it gets processed to get put into jugs, to get onto our shelves. And, and what people, dump- what people don't realize that some of the largest dairy farms in Canada, bar none, are right in this area. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Like our, I don't know the number, but it is a large percentage of the amount of produce and, and dairy that comes to other parts of Canada comes from here in the lower mainland in this like looking down the road, and today I can see green fields because the water has receded in this part of the valley that I'm looking at. But where Sumas Lake used to be that they pumped out, it's filling back up with water. Down that way towards Chilliwack, um, some barns are like underwater by 12 feet, Mike, still. My goodness. You know, and and so it, it's, you know, who's, who's helping? People in our community are helping. I was just at the fishing store, and I was talking to one of the guys there who I said, How's your week? and he goes, dude, I've been out on the jet boat out in the flats, driving his jet boat around. Oh, my. Rescuing people, like, from their front doors of their houses and taking them across the water to, like, safer place to live. You know, but people's right. livelihoods, they're... They're gone, like they're not not their livelihoods, but their 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 memories, like are in these homes and their pictures and and all that stuff has just been been wrecked and gone. Um, people aren't allowed back in because it's not safe to do so at this point. Wow, you know, Brian, um, the church you're the board chair of uh, Mountain Park Community Church, and I got the privilege of yes. pastoring there to help you guys through a season of transition. I was blown yeah. away when I read your weekly newsletter just at about 10 to 6 tonight, our time, to see that, you know, you're borrowing, you're taking from your reserves for the church, for the building program, and you're giving 10% yep. of that to the people. And then you've told the people to redirect all their giving for the next couple of weeks to help other people. Yep. Uh, yep. That generosity is just, that's mind boggling. And I just want to encourage you and bless you, man. That's how do we help? How do we help in Ontario? Is there a place where we can send our money? People listening tonight, we got thousands of listeners tonight in the greater Toronto area. Yeah. And I want to encourage them. Is there a, a safe, secure place they can send money? Um, you could go to um, our church website, Mike. And so if you go to mpcc.ca, 
And then at the very top, you'll see flood response. There's a tab for that or a button. If you're on your phone, you'll see it right at the very top, flood response. And inside of that page, you'll see um, an opportunity that you can donate directly to Archway Community Services here in Abbotsford. There's the Mennonite Central Community or Committee uh, flood response, you know, a link that's there, Mennonite Disaster Services. And then through um, the, the government, there's a, a link to... Go, sorry, <coughs> to GovBC and a disaster relief that's there. So that okay, is so on the mpcc.ca and flood response. Man, okay. Well, you know what? If you want to text that to me again, I'm going to give that out throughout the program tonight. And uh, Brian, thanks for seeing my text, for responding. And um, I just want to pray. Let me let me pray for you. And yep. uh, I got so many friends in BC, and you know, I just we're going to believe that in the midst of this difficult moment, that um, God is going to do something greater than we can imagine in bringing people together and making people realize that more than anything, we need Him. But uh, we're going to pray, yep. and we're going to ask Father in heaven. We ask that you would just uh, encourage the people in British Columbia that the people who feel and are afraid that they've lost everything, their livelihood, and so much of their stuff that impacts our nation. Uh, Lord, will you just remind them that you're with them, you're in control, and we commit them to you tonight. And the great people at Mountain Park Community Church, I just pray your blessing on them as they seek to be your hands and feet in caring for people. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, hey Brian, you, I just want to say thanks that. for calling in. What a what a hoot yeah. just to hear your voice, but I'm sad that it's in this yeah. situation. And uh, we'll yeah. give that out. I've seen your text already. All right, thanks, Brian. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Bye Mike. for now. Thank you all. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, so that was Brian Carpenter, and he is um, the board chair at a, a great church in Abbotsford Mountain Park Community Church. And they are... They're so close to where the flooding is, you can practically reach out and touch it. And uh, I know the area so well. I was stood there uh, earlier this week and was just overwhelmed. Um, but anyways, in the midst of that, we're processing the whole subject of contentment. <clears throat> so there you have just a, a live, uh, I was going to say bird's eye view, but at least uh, an audio bird's eye view of what is going on in Abbotsford. So we wanna pray for those people. And I guess when disaster strikes close to home, uh, man, it is so easy when it's a long ways away just to insulate ourselves. Maybe it's in Haiti or maybe it's in uh, Somalia or some other country and there's an earthquake, but we just push back and say, that's not in my back door. And uh, when I heard, you know, my own kids saying, hey, dad, the supply line said to their mom, the supply line has been cut off. And uh, these are going to be challenging times, challenging times. So we need to pray and we need to help. And I hope, if anything, that God just moves in all of our hearts to uh, ponder what it means to be content. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbino. We're talking about contentment tonight. We haven't really got into the subject yet. We're going to do that right after we come back from this short break. Love to hear from you. So uh, get your phone out, call in. Uh, let me hear your two cents, your five cents worth. I'm going to be right back. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? 
Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey everybody, I uh, looking forward to your calling in tonight, participating. Got a great subject as we uh, talk about this whole thing of contentment. My goodness, it just hits really close to home. So, you know, as you're thinking about calling in, stop thinking and just pick up the phone. I'd like to hear your thoughts. What does it take to make you content? Or maybe you just want to be really honest, as I'm going to be honest in a couple minutes. And... Um, and just share, you know, how, how did your mind wander down? And all of a sudden you think, oh, if I could have this or if I could have that, then uh, I would really be happy. <laughs> you know, it is so subtle, isn't it? 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. So get on the phone and, and give us a call, especially that 800 number. Here it is, 684-2848. 684-2848. Now, as we think about contentment, um, I'm just going to, you know, spit it out. So I was, I saw the floodplains um, and, and I saw what was happening. And I'm aware that I got kids out there. Thankfully, they're not in danger. Uh, but the good food they've been used to is, uh, they're, you know, it's canned food and pasta right now. So as you process all of that, here I am. I'm flying back last night and... Um, from Abbotsford and uh, Vancouver, and you get a few minutes just to think to yourself about what's important and what isn't important. And my truck is getting old. My truck, so like it's a 2008, and it has a lot of uh, miles if you're an American, or kilometers if you're a Canadian. Trust me, it's got a lot, and it's just it's it's time to change. And I suppose I could nurse it along for another year or so. And, and I know it's all about, you know, we've we got to be wise. Uh, maybe you're thinking, hey, it's no big deal. Just get another vehicle or whatever. But I remember how many times I get my eyes set on a vehicle and I go get it. And, and it's great. But after a year, I'm thinking, oh, man, I just like to upgrade my uh, ride a little bit. You ever find that? I'm just telling you as it is. And... Um, 
and I'm thinking, what do I have to do to be content? And I want tonight to talk about that because likely in your heart of hearts, uh, we can say, yeah, I'm content. But if everything was stripped away from you, if the floodwaters came up and many of those farmers, because it isn't a floodplain technically, it's not supposed to, the, da- the dikes aren't supposed to break, but they did. So you can't get insurance. So it's uh, it's a terrible disaster for these people. So what would it take to be content? And if everything was taken away from you, would you still be happy? We're going to be looking at what a man by the name of Paul wrote uh, in a letter to, in the Bible. It's the book of Philippians. And he was in, uh, he was on death row waiting to be put to death. And he talks about being content. And he talks about how it's the back door to happiness. Uh, really quite interesting. A lot of different things take away our happiness. And uh, before I jump into this, uh, we got somebody who wants to talk about the flu vaccine. Uh, we got Betty on the line. Betty, thanks for calling Open Mic. What are your thoughts tonight? Okay. Um, just FYI. FYI. Um, uh, I'm in Ontario, Toronto. Okay. Um, I went to get my flu vaccine, and right. I asked for the high dose vaccine for seniors. Okay. Okay. So I went through all the protocol, and I signed this, and you know whatever. And then at the last minute, even after I got my arm swabbed with the alcohol wipe, right. the person that was injecting me said, you know, this is the adjuvant vaccine. I said, what? What? Okay, and what's, um, what's the point? Where are we going with this? Apparently, w- seniors have... Uh, a, a, a vaccine called the quad. Okay. Okay. Yep. She didn't notify me that this was not what I was getting. I went in and I asked as a senior citizen, um, I want the, the senior citizen vaccine for flu. Okay? okay. We're talking about flu. Okay. Let let's. We got we got thirty seconds for this call, so let's get right to the point. Okay, good. What, so okay. what happened? Okay, so I told her, uh, no, I came in for the quad vaccine. I don't know what the adjuvant is. Apparently, the adjuvant. No, this is. I'm I'm doing a public service announcement for you. Um, apparently, there's something out there called the adjuvant that they're putting out for seniors. Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Well, tell you what. All I know is I I refused it, and I insisted on the quad vaccine for seniors. So all I'm saying is I'm doing a public service announcement for you. Thank you, Betty. Um, I'm not aware of those things, so I'll have to study up on it, but I appreciate you making us aware. And uh, I'm sure that's going to be helpful to a lot of people because I didn't know about it either. So I just want to say thanks. Well, I didn't know about it until I, she almost put the, the pin in my arm. And at wow. the last minute she said, oh, do you realize this is not the quad vaccine, which right. you I said assumed that. I'm going to get as a senior. Okay? So I just want your, your, your listeners to know that. 
okay? Got it. There's something else out there called the adjuvant. I don't know anything about it. Um, Thanks, Betty. Betty, we're going to run on. We've noted that, so watch out for those vaccines, folks. And Betty, thanks for calling in. So that's an interesting thing, a little sideline. And as we talk about contentment, that really wasn't on the subject, but it's still an important thing. And if you got an important thing to say, we encourage you to call in. So we try to talk just about anything and everything here. But we're talking about contentment. You know, we were talking about the West Coast and everything that it's been hit with. When we used to live there, uh, we would often go for a week of holidays in a place called the Soyuz, which is near Kelowna. And uh, that's where I discovered uh, in this little uh, vacation town, because the weather is so hot and the lake is beautiful. But in downtown Osoyas, they have a little place, a home hardware. And if some of you are old enough to remember, there was a TV show called Sanford and Son. They were junk collectors. Then you would know that this would have been an oasis in the wilderness to any junk collector. There was everything in this hardware store that you can imagine. Trinkets, doodads, and gizmos. Let me tell you, those are Greek words for stuff you don't need and will regret buying. But on a rainy day, that was the place to go if you're on vacation. It was a great experience. I bought floating rafts for about four bucks that bordered on useless and a few other things as well. And But as I was thinking about that memory, I keep coming back to this tragedy in BC uh, this past summer, as in many other summers, it was the forest fires and now the floods. Uh, global warming is a powerful term right now with this COVID pandemic. And with all that has happened, uh, we're really forced to grapple with the question, what is it that I really need? What is it that is important? We think of the word contentment and Somebody, a philosopher, wrote, Contentment is a pearl of great price, and whoever procures it at the expense of 10,000 desires makes a wise and happy purchase. It was uh, Socrates. Do you remember him? Well, if you do, if you ever met Socrates, you're a lot older than me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, back in the 5th century, he wrote, Contentment is natural wealth. Luxury is artificial poverty. So as I begin to process that, I'm saying uh, contentment really has to be something far deeper. Um, you know, a friend of mine, as we go back to uh, what happened in BC, a lot of people got trapped on what is known as the Coquihalla Highway. I had a buddy uh, who had to sleep in his truck for about three days before they got him out. And uh, the city that, that I lived in, Chilliwack, is, is still cut off by the water. What do I need to be content? So this guy named Paul wrote in the New Testament. He said, uh, not that I'm speaking of being in need. He said, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, what an interesting guy. He said, I have learned the secret of being content. Oh, my goodness. But it is so subtle, isn't it? How things sneak up on you and you want something. Uh, you know, I had some people almost convince me uh, three weeks ago that I needed a better phone. 
And I've got a, an iPhone 10, which is pretty good, but they say, oh, the camera on the 12 is so much better. And Mike, you know, you do a lot of stuff where you're taking video and, and things like that, and that is true, but, and you need this phone. Isn't that funny, interesting words, you need this, or it's so much better. I remember when I got an iPhone 10, uh, well over a year ago, uh, that they were saying, oh, that camera is so good. It's so good. What do I need? And I think that as we process what I need as opposed to what I want becomes a test of true spirituality. Now, what do you think about it? What do you think about contentment? Are you content? Um, do you think it is even possible that if you're in a, uh, in a crisis that you can be, I'm not saying happy, but that you can be at a place of peace saying, I'm going to believe that God is going to walk with me. Like this guy, Paul, that I just read from in the letter to the Philippians, he said, I know how to be happy with a little, and I know how to be happy with a lot. We're talking about contentment tonight, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it as you are processing the show. You can call in 800-684-2848. 1-800-684-2848 or to all our friends in Buffalo who we haven't heard from yet, 883-5000. Tell me what you've learned. Uh, How have you learned to be content or are you a discontent person? Love your perspective on that as well. Listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbinov, we're going to take a short break, then I'm going to be right back. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're back with us, and we're talking about contentment. Yeah. Can you spell it? Are you feeling it right now, or you just kind of wish that, you know, you had a little better ride, or, uh, you know, that you were in a place where, oh, you know, if you could buy a different house or, or a jacket, um, and, and what would that, how would that make you feel? You know, you just kind of say, whoa, I'm pretty cool. I'm kind of looking good there. And we all like that when somebody notices us, but how much do we need? I was laughing because, you know, I've got a wife and five daughters, and guess what? It's easy for me to pick 
at them of what they like or don't like. They like shoes. Every one of them likes shoes. But on an occasion years ago, I was in the Philippines speaking, and Imelda Marcos, who was the, the wife of the uh, Filipino president, they had just, uh, I guess, been forced out of their place. And it was known that Imelda had 3,000 pairs of shoes. Well, it's really easy to poke fun at that and say, well, how many pairs of shoes do you really need to, you know, to be happy? Someone once asked uh, Nelson Rockefeller, who at that time, you know, the Rockefellers by fame, he was the, uh, the wealthiest man in the world. And they said to him, how much money do you have to have to be happy? And he said, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Folks, I want you to know that if the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, they're likely paying a higher water bill. So here at the church this summer, we actually put the water on because we have a, a community garden and we thought the grass would look kind of terrible the year before. My goodness, at the end of the summer, we got the water bill. And let me tell you, there's a price to be paid for green grass. So when you think about contentment, what works for you? Listen to what Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. The days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful or contented heart has a continual feast. The cheerful or contented heart has a continual feast. You can be able to afford, you know, the finest of food, but you might not be happy. But I've known many people who, who've lived on simple fare, like a peanut butter sandwich and soup, and they knew what happiness was all about um, as they learned just to, to walk with Jesus and experience his presence. But you see, wrapped into the subconscious of every human being is a longing for contentment. If you think about that, a longing for contentment. Now, the symptoms of this longing are headaches, <laughs> heartaches, and backaches and belly aches. Well, let me explain what I mean. So the headaches, that's where you think that you want something. And oh my goodness, you spend so much time checking it out or maybe comparing the sales and, and knowing, you know, is this a good buy or is it not? And oh, if I'm gonna buy this truck and I've been looking at a couple other trucks, then, you know, if does it have the right gadgets on it? Does it have all the right toys? Because won't that make me happy? Or And then there's heartaches. This is where you sacrifice everything to get it, and then you realize that it wasn't worth it. Many times you've worked hard and hard to save up for something, and you've got it, and then you just realize, oh, that was not worth it at all. What about the backaches? Well, the backache is when you get something, and then you say, oh, now i got to pay for it. I think one of the most depressing things is when people buy a car on, you know, on a payment plan for seven years, and you're forking out three, four, five hundred dollars a month to pay for this thing, and by year five, you just you're just done with it. You want to get rid of it, but it's like a millstone around your neck. Wouldn't it have been better maybe to have gone with something less expensive? But there's the backaches where you now have to pay for it. And then there's belly aches. You know, the belly ache when after it breaks, you got to deal with it. And it always breaks just after the warranty expires. Murphy's Law all the time. 
Alan McGinnis, writer, he wrote about Pope John the 23rd, not the current Pope, but Pope John 23rd, who was one of the most beloved religious leaders of the 20th century. He just elicited warmth from people wherever he went, in part because he completely lacked pretense. He never pretended to be more than he was. Now, he struggled with weight all his life, and he was the son of a poor peasant family. And one of his first acts after being elected Pope was to visit a large jail in Rome. And as he was giving the prisoners the blessing, he remarked that the last time he had been in jail was to visit his cousin. <laughs> now, one time the Pope was at a party when a woman wearing a low-cut dress walked in. And Pope John commented that one of the hard things about being Pope is that usually when a woman like that walks into a party, everybody looks at her. He said, if I'm at a party and a woman like that walks in, everybody looks at me to see what he's going to do. So for the next few moments, as we're waiting for some of you to call in, let's just look at ourselves. Not the person you might be sitting beside or maybe the person who you're sharing life with. Um, or maybe it's the person, don't even look to the person you've been silently despising because they have something that you would like. Let God's Spirit work in your heart tonight. Remember David, he said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my every thought and see if there is a wicked way in me. You see, when I am not content, I'm going to be filled with jealousy. I'm going to be filled with desire. I'm going to be filled oftentimes with misguided passion. So here's this guy, Paul. Paul is sitting in a Roman jail. He's waiting to be put to death for doing absolutely nothing except being a follower of Jesus. And he writes in verse 10 of chapter 4, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you've revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity to help. Paul writes that his joy is in the Lord, and he rejoices greatly. It's not a feeble smile at difficulty, but he has this huge sense of joy that is welling up inside of him because he knows that Jesus is enough. It is interesting that God used some other Christians to meet Paul's needs. He used the Philippians. And Paul writes that at last their care had flourished. Well, what had happened while he was waiting for them to respond? What is happening to the people in Abbotsford and Chilliwack who are waiting for you and I to respond? Well, guess what? Like Paul, he went without. And possibly he went without adequate food, possibly uh, without adequate warm clothing, because later on he, we read in the book that he wrote to Timothy that he had a need for a cloak. It was cold. But somewhere like a tree in the spring, Paul had to wait for this tree of generosity to bear fruit with the people at Philippi. He had to wait for the Lord to nudge them because he wasn't going to do it. And so it is with giving what we need. Uh, it's with giving that we need to ask the Lord if we're holding up his work and causing others to suffer because of our lack of generosity. And if we find ourselves on the other end, waiting for God to move in people's hearts, can we be content for God to provide? It's a very interesting situation. So Paul recognizes that when they were ready to give, the church, they didn't have the opportunity to give. 
But what had Paul learned? He said, well, that's okay. He had learned to be content. It's like having your toast and there's no butter for the toast. And I like not just butter, I like peanut butter, both of those things when I have my toast. But can I be content with just dry toast? I remember one time being on a fast and going without food for, um, you know, especially the sweet things that I enjoyed. And after many, many days, I broke the fast. And it was interesting to eat a piece of bread without any butter or without any peanut butter or jam. I could savor the piece of bread. And I thought, well, for so long, I wouldn't have been content with just a piece of bread. Now, folks, this is not about me tonight, but do you get the picture? Many times when we go without something, it gives us a greater appreciation for all that we have. And really, that we can learn to be content with what we have right now. And Paul says that, I have learned to be content. See, when he says that, it implies that some of us do not want to learn to be content. It's up to you and it's up to me whether we'll walk with God through your experience of life and know his contentment. But it says he had learned to be content. Well, what it means actually is to learn from experience. Paul's spiritual contentment was not something that he had automatically after he became a follower of Jesus. No, it was something that he learned through many difficult experiences. And the word content actually means to be contained. It's a description of the person whose resources are within them so that they don't have to depend on substitutes to make them happy. You see, the Greek word means self-sufficient. And it was a favorite word that uh, Stoic philosophers use. It literally meant independence from external circumstances. And often it meant the state of one who supports himself without the help of others. Paul is saying that this is something that is within his heart. He had learned to be content. He had learned that even when he was going without, he had been hungry, the Bible says. He had been shipwrecked. He had gone without food. Uh, he had been on the open sea, like on a raft for days at a time. He had been beaten for his faith, whipped for his faith. And he says, I have learned the secret of being content. You see, sometimes I think the analogy of a thermometer and a thermostat is a good one. A thermometer doesn't change anything around it. It only goes up and down. On the other hand, a thermostat regulates the surroundings and changes them when they need to be changed. Paul was a thermostat. Instead of having these credible ups and downs as the situation changed, he went on steadily doing his work and serving Christ. He was not the victim of circumstances, but rather he was the victor over circumstances. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic. My name is Mike Sherbinell, and uh, we're talking tonight about contentment. Got a thought about contentment? I'd love to hear from you. The line's been kind of quiet tonight, but the number to call in is 1-800-684-2848. 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. To all our fantastic friends in Buffalo, that's the number 883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848, long distance folks in the GTA and Niagara region. Hey, how come the lines are so silent? The other thing is this, we're always delighted to pray with you. 
And uh, if you have a need, maybe some of you are dealing with cancer, maybe some of you, you've just been wiped out. And you say, man, I can't call in because I am really discontent. I am just devastated. Folks, it is okay when you're in the midst of that devastating experience just for those raw emotions to be poured out to God. And there are times when I do not understand why, nor can I give that explanation. But I know this, that Jesus is more than enough. I had breakfast um, two days ago. Uh, well, actually, it was Friday morning. And so that's just a day and a half ago. It's a bit of a blur. And I was in uh, Richmond, uh, well, in Delta, British Columbia. And just before I went back on the plane, I ate with a friend who wife died in the last uh, eight weeks. His mother passed away and his sister-in-law had a stroke. He was just overwhelmed. And But he said this to the group of people at the table, I don't understand why, but I'm learning to be content. He said, I'm learning to trust. And that was at the heart of it. We're going to come back and we're going to discover in the final part that contentment is not the source of it. It's not a place or a prescription. It's a person. We're going to learn about that in a moment. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. We're going to be right back after this short break. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight as we're talking about contentment. And all of a sudden, we're coming to the last part. The lines are lighting up. And uh, so we're going to take some calls. But let me just take one minute and talk about two things. First of all, the Bible League. You know that BibleLeague.ca, go there and give five bucks. Can I just encourage you to do that? They are making such a difference in people's lives. And uh, yeah, a great, great organization. But the other thing about contentment. Contentment is not found in a place. I mean, you can talk about your dream vacation, but if you're on the way back, um, you know what? And you find yourself overwhelmed with the thoughts of the pressure of life, you're not content. And if you think just getting away, I mean, it's great to get away, but that isn't the ultimate source. And contentment doesn't have a prescription. 
You can't buy it in a bottle or in some other way to escape the pain of life. I had a man share that with me. He was, uh, everybody thought he was just a fantastic follower of Jesus. He was a successful businessman. And, but he said, I was living in a bottle, drinking away. And he said, that's not where contentment is. Contentment is found in knowing Jesus. And Paul says, I've learned the secret. It was his relationship with Christ and discovering that Jesus was more than enough. To bring Jesus into the midst of everything, whether it's your simple meal that's a peanut butter sandwich, or maybe it's a steak meal. Hey, we're going to take a couple calls right now. We've got uh, Scott on the line. Scott's calling in from Clarington. Thanks for your time tonight. What would you like to talk about? Thanks, Mike. Avid listener, first-time caller. Um, okay. If we if we turn our minds to um, material goods in terms of contentedness, I'd like to suggest that we turn our minds to relational contentedness as well. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of divorce in the in the um, in in the church today, and um, many many divorces are initiated. Um, because people are feeling discontented within that relationship. And, and a perfect segue, because uh, contentedness is found in the person of Jesus. And um, all too often, the relationship isn't built on a three-party relationship. It's built on a two-party relationship. That, that's really all I had to say. And, and I'll listen to your comments uh, uh, offline. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, Scott, well said. Uh because I think one of the interesting things is we often, in a marriage, look for that other person to make us happy. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all because then we're coming in from a very selfish perspective, looking for that person to meet needs, make me happy. Whereas, as Scott said, we need to bring Christ into the center. And as we see the servant nature in him, then we're called to serve one another. And uh, what a, what an interesting comment. Uh, I like that relational contentment. Hey, if you want to call in, it's 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. We got uh, Daniel on the line. And uh, Daniel, thanks for calling in tonight. What are your thoughts on contentment? Well, I think I'm most content is when I'm doing something for somebody, something that they can't do, say they're fixing their house or appliance or working on their car whatever they need help doing i it just gives me a, a a feeling because i live alone so okay i can help somebody else out you know especially today there's so many people that rip these people off it just makes me feel bad you know and now listen to what's going on out in the west in canada you know i'm just content now just to say hey i got a roof over my head and a dry place to sleep yeah no absolutely but it's very interesting that um, you talk about going and helping other people. Uh, think back with me. When did you first become aware that that brought you a lot of happiness? Is there a particular story that comes to mind? I know you probably don't want to talk about yourself, but I'd be very interested to hear that. You know, it's something my father did, so it goes way back to my childhood. Um, when we were kids, he would make us you know, help other people. Like He was a farmer. So, okay. you know, we may go someplace and help one of his friends in the summertime do hay, and the, and the, and the only pay we got was when we got done, we got a, we got a meal, you know, but yeah. we helped them, and it was something they couldn't do, you know, and it makes you feel good. 
So that's very interesting. You know, I've been there too, or you've been baling hay, and at the end of the day, <laughs> it was just the fun being. It was fun being together, doing it together. Right, knowing um, you help somebody who couldn't do it by himself. Yeah, and so. you know, as we're talking right now, I know British Columbia is like three thousand miles away, but I'm starting to my mind spinning, saying. Hey, we can raise some money. We can get a team of people together. Could we send some people? And sounds like you're a builder, so maybe you're going to have to come with us as well. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd probably love it. I'm a truck driver, so, you know, I would, uh, I, get, I used to get around the country, United States, to get, I got around Ontario and, and, and Quebec, but I've never been out west in Canada. Well, there's a good excuse. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, I appreciate you calling in, Daniel. Thanks for your comments. You have a great evening. Thank you, Mike, okay? for your show. I yeah. love your show. You're hey, thanks. Show. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. Bye-bye. Hey, so that's so cool, eh? Like, maybe maybe God is just speaking to you tonight to saying, you need to change it up. Could it be that, you know, you're really kind of miserable and cranky? Nobody would know that, but down deep, you always say, oh, if I had this, if I had that. At the end of the day, you can't take it with you. I have known some people who have had considerable money. And uh, one of the funny stories is this one lady, she's passed away. She said, you know, Michael, she said, I'd rather be rich and depressed than poor and depressed. <laughs> she was just being honest. But at the end of the day, she didn't have many friends. And no matter what she could buy, it wouldn't bring her happiness. And when she was in her 70s, she had a real encounter with the Lord. And she went and worked on a mission team. And I laughed. Her name was Joan. I said, Joan, I said, if you're going to go into some of these remote places, I don't think the elephants can carry all your baggage that you think you're going to need. Well, folks, you'd be surprised how happy you can be when you live with less. I, I can't remember not hearing from people who have you know, given up and gone to work, whether it's in a country like Haiti or... Africa, and they've lived with, with so little, and when they come back, they, they would often share about just how happy, how fulfilled they were. Uh, a friend of mine just said yesterday about his buddy who's in Africa, and he thought about coming back, but instead he said, you know, he said, I'm going to stay here until I die. I'm going to serve. I'm going to work. That really is what you know, makes him come alive. Now, as we think about contentment, you know, contentment is in a person. It's found in the deepening walk that you and I can have when Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. Now, Paul writes, he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives him the strength. And in this passage, he's not referring to leaping buildings with a single bound. I think many times we take this little verse out of context. I mean, Paul is not pretending he's Superman. He says he's not talking about stopping speeding locomotives. He is talking about being content through the inner strength, which only is available when we walk with the Lord. And so when he says, I've learned to be content when in need, what he is saying is that he's actually referring to the physical needs of life, not the moral or spiritual needs. They're valid as well. And this is something that we need to reflect upon as people who say we're Christians and we live here in the Golden Triangle or in Buffalo, where many want to suggest that the blessing of God is directly seen in the possessions we have. No, that's not what this guy is saying at all. He says, I have learned to be content with plenty. 
when things are overflowing and when things have dried up. What was the secret for Paul? Well, it was in Jesus. He said, just give me Jesus. He was the source and strength. Um, it's a beautiful picture because you can be sure of this, that last night, advertisers stayed up late thinking about new ad campaigns that they could write, that they could push out on social media. Or if you're watching your favorite sports show, that ad's going to come up and it's saying, if only you had this, if only you had that, then you would be happy. Then, then you will feel like a woman or you will feel like a man or your friends are going to look at you and say, oh, wow, hey, you've really got it all together. You're pulling it all together. Hey, I want you to know tonight, folks, that more than anything else, contentment is found in knowing Jesus. You're listening tonight to Open Mic, and I'm Mike Sherbino. And, and before we sign off tonight, I want to just talk to you about what it means to know Jesus. If you were to go to my website, you can go to mikesherbino.org. Or I also have a new website out. It's called theperspective.tv. Theperspective.tv. Some of you know that we have just launched a, a daily television program that's going across Canada. I'd love for you to check it out. There's a place where you can just send me a note. We'll pray for you. We'll talk to you. But more than anything else, we can share with you how you can get to know Jesus. Jesus wants everyone to know. He said, if you call out to me, I'm going to hear and answer prayer. I'm going to hear your prayer tonight. And if you were to say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've messed up. I know that I have missed the mark. I've blown it. I've sinned. But I am reaching out to you to be my Savior and my Lord. Will you come and forgive me? Folks, he will. He will right now. And if you're praying that prayer tonight, can I just encourage you? Shoot me a note. Go to theperspective.tv or mikesherbino.org and uh, let me know. There's a place you can just write a note and we'll get back to you ASAP. We want to encourage you in this journey called life. More than anything else, as you experience Jesus in context of tonight, can I encourage you to think about God how can I be content? How can I walk with you? And if there's a nudge in your heart to do something to help the people in Abbotsford, here's a good website, mpcc.ca, mpcc.ca, and then go to Flood Resources. Help them out. Thanks for listening. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.